What Are You Made Of? It's Mike C-Rock. Welcome to What Are You Made Of? Every episode of this podcast is centered around building ourselves and the people in our lives to reach our full potential. I hope that the experiences and stories of success from these conversations can give you rocket fuel to reach new heights and help you answer the question, What Are You Made Of? What Are You Made Of? I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. And subscribe to the What Are You Made Of podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you like watching these, it's available on YouTube at my channel, Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of What Are You Made Of with your boy, the unstoppable Mike C-Rock. You can be unstoppable too. Just go get the book, Rocket Fuel, my new book, Convert Setbacks, Become Unstoppable. The forward was written by none other than Grant Cardone himself. He tells and shares what the Rocket Fuel concept has meant to him, his life, and his business. Go get that book at MikeCRock.com forward slash book, MikeCRock.com forward slash book, and become unstoppable. Today, I want to thank you for joining us. Thank you for the listenership and the following of the What Are You Made Of movement and the Rocket Fuel movement. I'm so thankful to have you guys as listeners and, and uh, supporters. Today, I'm bringing on a friend of mine, Dr. Ben Lerner. Uh, he's the president and CEO of the Ultimate Influence Group. UIG owns, manages, and has invested in multiple companies and startups in tech, finance, marketing, real estate, manufacturing, consulting, and coaching. He has written two New York Times bestselling books, traveled to four Olympics as a US team doctor, and is a strategic advisor for Sela Labs, a tech development, go-to-market, and capital raising firm who I am now involved with as well. So we'll leave it there because there's some other things in here as well, which we'll get into in regards to the fact that you know about nutrition psychology, and also chiropractic. Am I right? You got it. Right. So uh, with that being said, welcome to the show, Dr. Lerner. Great to be here, man. So we, our paths have, have crossed now. And before I ask the question that we always start with, I just want to give the, uh, the audience a little background here. But I ran into a guy named Jared Yellen on Instagram by DMing because I prospect through all these different direct messages or messaging platforms on all the social media platforms, because I just want to connect with people. It's not about selling something. It's just connecting with people and seeing what kind of relationship can be developed from there. And I just happened to run into Jared. We hit it off. And before you know it, we opened up a a tech company and come to find out you are one of the lead investors as well as advisors. And I think is also a CFO. Is that correct? Yeah. I just started as their CFO here in the last couple of weeks. Let's go. Congratulations, by the way. And so I got to meet you through that. And now we're, we're all pushing in and we're on the same team going in the same direction, which is a great thing, especially with your, I don't know if the correct word, but the pedigree and experience, you know, with matched up with my energy and Jared's brains and energy. And <laughs> we, we'll, we can really become unstoppable. And uh, I think that's where we are now. So before I go any further, Dr. Ben, what are you made of? <laughs> I would say I'm made of the desire to just keep getting better. Uh, so I'm, I'm always, I'm back in school again. I'm getting my PhD. Uh, you know, you, if you're going to keep progressing in the journey, you have to keep building your value, uh, what worth you bring to the table and your skill set. So it never stops. I'll get this PhD, probably move on to another PhD. I'll be learning to the day that I die. I love it. What's behind that though? What's the reason that you do that? Well, I'm trying to save the world. And so to touch the planet and make it a better place for all of us to be living in, uh, you know, just you have to have new skill sets. So I start off, I'm, I'm very passionate about health. 
that's a long story with my dad dying very young and my mom having a stroke in her 40s and deciding I was going to not go down that same road as well as help people not end up with that same terrible end either. And so that's where it started. But then as I realized I wanted to bring the message in the business globally, then I needed to learn more about running a company, uh, become a better business person, master finance. So I just want one more educational process after another, you know, one degree piled on top of another degree to keep building my, uh, my base and building my just really the whole pots where I could be the biggest vessel possible to take on this big mission. You know, I love that. And how much of it has to do with feeling insecurities? So like, for example, you have a mission, you want to accomplish something, you want to take on this big challenge, but then you feel like it seems like sometimes that could be overwhelming and then your insecurities can hit you and you, it just, you feel it here a little bit is, do you notice that as you accomplish these things and learn more that these insecurities disappear? Yeah. I mean, I'm clearly insecure. (laughs) So, So that's, there's no doubt that's part of it. But I think probably like you, when I feel that sense of insecurity, I push through it. Because I know that I can learn, I can grow, and I can I can conquer. So it's not that I don't feel it, but I'm willing to push through it. And again, the uh, the idea would be, what else do I need to learn? Not to think I can't, but just that to know that I can learn more and accomplish this. Even though, like I just uh, last year started a skincare company, so I've been developing supplements for 20 years. But when I was approached to develop a skincare line. And I was, it's this big uh, national franchise. Hey, can you create a line better than the one we have right now? I've never created a product in my life that's skincare. And I said, absolutely, I can create that line for you better than anything you've ever seen in your life. Inside is the insecurity, as you mentioned, <laughs> but I know that I can, I can overcome it. I can learn and we can make it happen. Now we've got a great skincare line. That's phenomenal, man. That is absolutely phenomenal. Because I do that too. It's kind of committing first and figuring the rest out later. <laughs> Amen. But take faith in yourself, knowing you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, the other thing I love about the uh, learning aspect is that you continuously raise your lid and then you can go into any room and feel like you belong. And that's another thing, because there's been times in my life where I go into a room and I'm overwhelmed and you know, it's happening actually on clubhouse. I'll go into certain rooms where people are real estate, big time real estate investors, or, you know, multiple companies all these different things that I'm, I'm going in and thinking to myself, man, I, I need to level up. I need to. And so I don't shy away from those things. I go to those rooms on purpose to feel like that because I like that, that I don't like that feeling. I like getting out of that feeling. And instead of running from it, like you said, I lean into it. And uh, so take us back. You can take us back as far back as diapers or anytime further, take us back and tell, tell us a little bit about how you grew up and uh, you know, what it was like, where you were from and all that. And what ingredients went into you? Yeah, and I'll lead up to like a hockey stick moment because I was, uh, you know, I came from a relatively poor family. As I mentioned, we, you know, my dad died very young. My mom had a stroke very young. So we kind of watched our parents killing themselves. You could see my, you know, my mom and dad both did the thing where you, as one cigarette was ending, you lit the next cigarette with the one you're smoking currently. And so just, you know, really you could see you're, they're just murdering themselves and we struggled with that all of our lives as kids, me and my two brothers. So I really got into health and fitness and sports early on. and knew I wanted to get into the healthcare field. And so then, then I, I became a nutritionist and then I became a chiropractor. And that was my first two degrees and had a very successful practice and thought, this is great. I'm set for life. I'm doing very well. But then when my dad died about a year or two into my first practice there, 
that's when things hockey sticked. I realized I can't just keep what I know to my local community. I've got to go beyond. Somebody encouraged me to write a book, and that book became a New York Times bestseller, became an Australian bookseller's bestseller, Canadian bestseller, China bestseller. So I began to travel the world with this message about how to stay alive and healthy and have the body that you need to fulfill your purposes. That's when it became you know, a brand, and it turned into 125 franchises in the supplement manufacturing business. But it all hockey-sticked with mission. When I decided it can't just be about me and my local community, I got to go touch the world. Yeah. So it looks like to me, when I see super successful people, it's their mission or purpose, passion with proper, like the physiology lined up. And when you do those three things, it feels like that, that that's the, the combination for unstoppability, if that's a word. Does that make sense? Yeah, it was, it was kind of more transactional at the beginning. It's like, you know, I, I got a career. I'm going to bring in a patient. There's a transaction financially for me to take care of you. And we built a nice little business. But once, you know, again, that tragic event happened, it became a mission. I grew passionate about it. I committed my life to it. And then it not only blew up, but as I've been saying, it made me committed to continuously improving myself and getting whatever education necessary to get this message out there in the greatest way possible. Yeah. And I see when you just raised your arms, you have some guns too. So I noticed that. So you, you do lift. Well, yeah. So, you know, again, watching how unhealthy my parents were, you know, I, I committed myself to being the, the first uh, learner with abs. And then um, also recognizing that, you know, a big part of my life is that as you age, that you can actually get stronger, healthier, more fit. So I'm 54 now. Um, I was a college All-American in wrestling but I could kick my college All-American ass right now at 54 because I've just gotten stronger and more fit as I've aged. And that's something that we teach that you're not, again, you're not stuck by a circumstance. You're not doomed by your genetics. You can get better. You can learn more, make uh, you know, improved lifestyle decisions, and you have something to say about your future. Now, when you went on this mission and you had this purpose after your father passed away, uh, did you encounter people that were discouraging you or people not understanding exactly what you're trying to do so to the point where you had to figure out, like, I need to understand these people are more reflecting upon themselves than me? Did you run into any discouragement from friends, close people to you or others? Yeah, just, I'm, you know, being mission-minded, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about serving others. I'm thinking about making a difference in the planet. It became, as you said, mission-based, we call it. Uh, we talked about even transcending uh, you know, transcending the mission to do something greater than you could have ever imagined. And a lot of people were just, you know, obviously pointing towards, well, listen, just make sure, you know, you take care of yourself, make sure that, you know, you're uh, self-preserving, you know, self-preserving. And that was, um, you know, unfortunate because, you know, I was like, no, I, I'm going to reach the world. You know, I, I don't have to worry about myself. Myself will get taken care of in the process. And so, that, you know, as a result, you know, I became, you know, very wealthy while not ever doing anything for the money, never thinking about the money for a second. So while everybody told me to focus on the money, including you know, accountants, financial planners, I focused on the purpose and the mission and then made you know, a lot of money. Now, the, was, but was the money part of the goal or planning? Um, you know, I've become very, you know, as I learned business, I've become, as, you know, as, as we mentioned, I'm the CFO of SELA now. So I spent a lot of my time uh, reviewing P&Ls and cash statements and bank accounts and setting up dashboards for companies, you know, so I become very economically minded, but not driven by the money. I, I'm just not somebody who, you know, loves cars or, or fancy watches. 
Um, I do like to make money, but it's more because I, I believe in the prospect of business and making a difference. And that's really always been my driver, you know, making the difference. But I, I think it's almost immoral not to, not to profit as much as it's supposed to, because that's just the right way a business is supposed to run. And you need those resources to keep multiplying your business and keep heading towards that ultimate purpose. Yeah, there's scale, scaling and providing jobs for people to help with the mission. But there's also purposes of helping people and charitable work, right? And, and philanthropy. And you can't do any of that unless you're successful. So people, a lot of times, you know, they start to get on you about, you know, how much money you make or the, how well the business is doing, how much you're putting time in and effort and obsession with your purpose and mission. But they don't think about that other stuff. It's a real selfish way to look at things sometimes, just getting by or just doing enough. And you know, I, I love that. One thing I noticed when I got my mission and became passionate about what I'm trying to do, I didn't care about cars or watches or anything either. Like I, I don't, the only thing I care about is how can I impact more people? How can I get known and network and be, with more people to have a bigger impact? And all the money that I make now, besides taking care of my needs, my family's needs and putting away for you know, uh, investments, goes into this mission, into this mission instead of cars and watches and, and all that stuff, you know? So it's amazing how that happens. And I never realized that that would be a, a situation until I started really getting clear on my purpose. Yeah. Tesla just mentioned something because he, he was, uh, came out in the news about a week ago because he bought like 1.5 billion in Bitcoin, but then he was interviewed. He said, listen, he goes, I don't like Bitcoin. I don't believe in Bitcoin. It was just a better place to put money than in cash. He goes, but I invest in Tesla. I invest in myself and our business because that's, that's the mission I, I am here to accomplish. I wanted to take a quick break here to remind you that my book, Rocket Fuel, is available for sale now at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get a copy and share it with your friends and family. It will change lives, guys. I will not let you down. Now back to the show. Yeah, I sit down with my uh, my wife every so often. We go over our finances. Uh, I say every so often, it's weekly. And uh, she's like, you made how much money last year? And I tell her, and she goes, where is it all? And I'm like, listen, listen, sweetie, I, I invest in myself and my businesses. And I don't want to have, I have a cushion, but I don't want to have as big a cushion as you think we need or anybody else thinks we need because this keeps me going. You know, I, I always like, no matter how good it gets, I always want to have this energy and this drive I don't want to say grinding like I'm broke, like Meek Mill says in the hip hop song, but kind of like that, you know, because <laughs> I think my kryptonite is comfortability and complacency. And that's stuff that creeps up on you when it goes in through the cracks of concrete. And then it, you don't feel it necessarily until it freezes and it expands. And at that moment, you're like, oh, shit, I let it in. What is your yeah, kryptonite? We, we, oh, yes, we teach um, zero out your accounts. Uh, so we, I still open up clinics and we zero out the accounts because like, listen, get back to work. It's now, it's March 1st, go out and grow the clinic again. You know, so you know, every month is really starting anew to stay focused. So if you keep those uh, operating accounts packed with cash, then you might get complacent and you got to realize that you still got to go out there and go make money beyond your operating expenses. So there's plenty of cash flows that you can feed your family yeah. and we keep this business going. Yeah. I love it. I mean, because it, you don't realize it's happening. The, the, the kryptonite the, the complacency creeps. It's a, it's just a, a, a sneaky little thing. So what is your, what's your superpower and what's your kryptonite doctor? So my superpower I would say is, is that I am anti-fragile, you know, meaning that when I look at something like this pandemic, which is obviously the context of a lot of what we deal with today, 
I look at how can I take the situation I'm in and accelerate as a result. So even my involvement with CELA, you know, obviously making things that are tech based, that is the now and the future. And I don't know that I would have gotten so deep into technology if it wasn't what we, you know, for what we've been going through this last year. So being anti-fragile, actually taking difficult situations and making more of them. So you're my age, you've been through a lot of crises. You know, this is, this is a really bad one, but we had financial crisis in 2008. We had 9-11. We've had a lot of, a lot of trouble, but I've always accelerated during those times, uh, not allowed the environment to come in and, and crush or destroy me. So I say that's definitely the, the superpowers. I, I thrive on chaos. I mean, I would call myself a master of change and a, a master of volatility, you know, not somebody who, who's destroyed by it in any way. Um, I would say my kryptonite is probably that I'm, I'm obsessed with uh, moving forward, you know, except uh, obsessed with growth. I stay pretty focused on the work. Uh, so the ability, so I have to really map it out in my time management, like here's, here's personal time, here's vacation time, here's family time. I've got to be very disciplined in my time management or, or I'll just think about work 24-7, 365. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm similar to that. You know, and I, I do intention statements for not just finance, but, but my family and not just saying I want to be the best father, I want to be the best husband. I used to do that. But what I want to, what does that mean, right? And this goes for business and finances as well. Like you cannot do generalities. You got to be specific. I want to spend an hour of alone time with my wife. Not that I need an hour. I, I don't like last that long, but no, I, need, I, want to, I want to spend some time with my wife watching TV and, and talking and whatever. No kids around. Kids, 30 minutes, specifically 30 minutes alone time with each child and pay attention to that child. So getting really granular with it has helped me big time. But I don't know if you're like me, but when you do go away to, let's say you go to a resort for vacation or a getaway, are you able to relax and just sit by the, on the beach for any length of time? Yeah. So, I mean, I can, um, you know, I realize you have to go recharge the battery. So of course it takes you a little bit to unwind. I am somebody that will get up before everybody else and check emails and return some texts and things like that. But I also realize that if I don't recharge the battery, I won't stay as effective as I need to be. Uh, Cause I, you had said something when we talked the first time you had, you know, we, we were talking about the new company you're building through seal up. And you said, just, I want to know what you're supposed to do to make that the biggest company you've ever built. Like, you, you know, you want to know how you, you are going to take this thing to a billion. Uh, you, you're going to make it happen. Uh, but to do that, you know, you also realize at some point you do need the energy, the creative space, you know, to make all that work. And so you do need breaks. So I, I have yeah. uh, a decent ability to go lie on a beach and think about nothing uh, as a result. Gotcha. Yeah. I just recently started doing this with my calendar because I know it's coming. I know I have an idea what's coming. I'm done writing my, my first books coming out. So I started taking my calendar with my assistant and saying, all right, let's clear out anything that we don't need. Even though we thought we need it before, let's clear it out. Let's get some creative time and not feel guilty about creative time. Because sometimes there's something in there, some that, that little voice that says, hey man, you should be doing something. But creative time is a legit thing. So yeah, I love that. So so once you got into involved with tech, you, you told me the story before about Jared. He kept coming to you about a product and he's a very good salesperson. He is persistent. That's one thing I like about Jared. So you got involved with him. And then how does that relationship developed into what it is now with Sela Labs? Yeah. So I learned to appreciate what Jared initially that, that I know you would like is that persistence. So he, when he grew that company, Sinduit, to what it is today, you know, he went through a lot of evolutions, including you know, going through a, a, a financial 
crisis where they had spent over a million dollars in technology and it failed. So, you know, he has never stopped getting better, never stopped rebuilding, never stopped improving the technology to get get it to where now they have 40,000 users, you know, that are part of them every month. Uh, So when he then got into CLA, he created the very first product, which is uh, literally it creates courses, a company called Wazant. So that product, uh, they were just beginning to promote it. This was many months ago. And I looked at it and it replaces for the people I know, my clients, it's about $20,000 worth of work you get for free to create a course and get it out there and market it. So I, I saw this and contacted him because, you know, again, we had known each other from the Sinduit days. I said, listen, I, I'd like to help you with this product. I'd like to help you get it out there because I, I see this meeting this important need and helping all these people with a great message overcome this $20,000 barrier and actually sell it because the average person who creates a, a course only sells an average of one. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, they're overcoming that too. So I want to help you get this out there. And as I explained my plan, you know, he was sort of fascinated that I had a plan. I had a way to get it out there. He said, how would you like to help us out on a bigger scale with the whole company? And that's where I decided to invest and, and come on as an advisor. And it's evolved now into being a CFO. And he really, he, Jared really is an absolute genius. He's definitely got immense IQ. He's insanely prolific. He, he writes volumes a day mm-hmm. and uh, just doesn't stop, has boundless energy, but uh, I trust his character and just watching with his family. He really protects his dad time. Like you said, really protects his time with his wife. He's just a phenomenal guy. And that, you know, and that's one thing that really, besides the business side of it, that's what I love. I love being around people that value that same thing, similar values. I mean, and, and it aligns well. And I believe when you start putting people together that align well, man, it's, you know, we have no idea what our potential is. We're climbing this mountain. I always talk about this mountain and we can't see the top because there's a layer of clouds, but we just keep going until we can poke our heads eventually through that to see what it is. But uh, I love being around people like that, man. It just, it fires me up. It removes all the other negative stuff out of my life, the doubts and all that kind of stuff, because there's a lot of that out there. And there's a lot of people that don't think the way we do. And if you hang around it too much, it starts to affect you. But no, so that, that, that's phenomenal. I'm just so damn excited to be a part of uh, what you guys have going on and add to it. Because I think that the rocket fuel that I have, it's the, we can even push it even a little harder than what you guys can. How did you come up with the plan for him about Wazant though? Like, did you know, the, the thing that you went over with him, like, where did that come from? The plan that you had that you presented to him? Yes. So obviously in, in the consulting space, the, the natural healthcare provider space, you know, people who are trying to build their personal brand, you know, everybody looking to make money online to do that. You know, you've seen a lot relative to building funnels and having a course in your funnel and then running your ads to drive people to your funnel. So I've been in, involved in a lot of that. I spent $70,000 on a, a course called uh, Zero to a Million. It's a course I built. Uh, we had a great uh, cast of characters that provided content for that course and went through the whole process of promoting it. And it was $70,000. So when I saw that Wazant was going to be free and do the same thing and promote it for me and open it up to networks like yours, you know, so, to connect with other founders like you who have large networks, uh, I you know, realized the brilliance of it. And so what I was going to help Jared do, and obviously I'm still doing that, but now from the inside, is to connect to the different networks that are out there of consultants and coaches and authors and all the people that really need to have courses and need to build funnels and get their message out there, people with very important messages, but don't have the twenty to $70,000 to spend. Uh, so it's really breakthrough technology 
but also world-changing technology because a lot of us have some amazing story to tell, but just no great way to get it to the public. Right, right. Yep, absolutely. So do you still wrestle at all? So I, I still am really involved in martial arts. I, I did, uh, so my oldest son wrestled. Uh, so I was his coach. So I coached at the high, high school level. Um, of course, I traveled the world with the Olympic wrestling team and did uh, coaching and uh, helped them with their performance. You know, lose weight, uh, train, you know, get in shape as well as get them adjusted as their chiropractors. So I did that, again, through, uh, through about eight Olympics and another dozen world championships. Uh, but I still love, you know, it's, it's my... Uh, if there's another, you were talking about Achilles heels or my kryptonite, uh, you know, I, the only sports I'm good at are ones where you try to hurt other people. So uh, don't, don't put me on a golf course or put a tennis rack in my hand. I suck, but, uh, but I'm, I'm good at, uh, at putting you in a chokehold. Yeah. You know, I miss wrestling. I don't do it anymore. I, I golf. If I do anything, it's golf and I lift and, and work out and all that. But I admit I do miss wrestling and my son and I, my son is 14 now and I don't know where he got it from, but he's a 5'11". 200 pounds, 14 years old. I'm five, oh. six and three quarters. So I don't know. He looks like, thank God he looks like me, but, uh, but I'll wrestle around with him and stuff, but it's, it's something that just never leaves your blood once it's in there, man. So Dr. Ben, how can people reach you and engage with you further? So they can actually go to drbenlearner.com and just uh, learn more about me. And then of course, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, you can, you can find me there as well and see everything that's happening. But you know, if you go to selalabs.com, you can see right into the heart of what we're doing next to make this world a better place. Yeah. Awesome guys. Go support Dr. Ben Lerner. Guys, here's the thing we have a thing called blueprinted. It's a product that's coming out. I can't get into a lot of it yet because we're going to, we're right in that window right now. Like very soon, we're going to be able to talk a lot about it. The uh, MVP is going to be ready soon. I'm fired up to get this out to you guys because I know, I know the disruption that this is going to cause. And, uh, you know, we have a powerful team behind us that, that can move fast as well. So I'm excited to keep listening to the podcast for details. Final question, Dr. Ben, final question. What does the concept of being able to turn setbacks into rocket fuel for your future, storing them in your tank instead of your trunk where it weighs you down, what does that mean to you in your life? And what does it mean for you going forward? I mentioned earlier the idea of being anti-fragile. The opposite of that is being fragile. So if you've got a box that you're shipping with fragile ingredients, it's stamped fragile, and we know that it can't handle volatility. Anti-fragile is easy to measure. And that's when you go into a difficult circumstance. And as a result of that circumstance, you actually get better. That it actually becomes jet fuel is, is a great term for it. It becomes jet fuel to your future. So you're able to turn a bad president, a difficult economy, or even a pandemic into opportunity that changes your life and makes a better difference in the world. Love it, man. Well said. Well said. Thank you very much for coming on the show. I look forward to developing the relationship that we have with Jared and the team, man. It's just uh, it's an exciting time and just happy to be a part of it, man. Yeah. Blueprint. Looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. All right, guys. You've been listening to the What Are You Made Of podcast with your boy, The Unstoppable Mike Searock, and I will say the unstoppable Dr. Ben Lerner as well. I don't usually say that about the guests, but he is definitely in that category. Keep coming back. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Or if you'd like to watch these, go to YouTube and go to Mike Searock, Sirocco, and watch these episodes. Until next time, guys, be unstoppable. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What Are You Made Of? Be sure to check my website out at themikecrock.com, themikecrock with no K.com, and let us know how we can help you or your business reach its full potential. 
Feel free to leave a review or follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mike C. Rock Scirocco. Again, thank you for joining me and see you guys on the next episode. I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at my website, MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. Thank you so much for your support and your listenership. It means the world to me.